Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to episode 182 of the Motorcycle Man podcast and another interview episode for your listening pleasure. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the show and, of course, for listening to all of the Motorcycle Man episodes. And if you'd like to help the show out, you can go to our website at MotorcycleMen.us and there you can click on the Donate button if you'd like to help us out with a singular PayPal donation. Another way you can help out is feedback. Go over to iTunes and give us a rating and a review. And while you're at it, you can send us an email to MotomenPC at gmail.com or go to our contact page on the website and send us a note there. I read all of our email and we will comment on it during our next show. For the best in motorcycle jeans, there's only one place you should be going, and that is Tobacco Motorwear Company. Dave and the crew over there make motorcycle riding jeans for men and women that will outperform that what you've been wearing and most other brands available. And not only do they perform well, but they're also the best looking and most comfortable selvage jeans you will ever own or wear. And for further protection and style, get yourself that California riding shirt. It's comfortable, safe, and it looks absolutely stunning. I wear a pair of tobacco riding jeans and the California riding shirt each time I go out. They feel good, look great, and give me that extra security when riding that I want from my gear. All tobacco motorwear gear is made here in the USA, so visit them at www.tobaccomotorwear.com and tell Dave and the crew there that the Motorcycle Men sent you. Make sure you use that coupon code, Motorcycle Men, when ordering. The Motorcycle Men podcast is supporting David's Dream and Belief Cancer Foundation. The foundation was started by stage four cancer survivor David Calderella to help other families who are struggling through the personal, emotional, physical, mental, and financial struggles of cancer. If you'd like to help out and be a part of something that actually makes a difference, donate today to David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. Go to davidsdreamandbelieve.org to donate. Links will be in the show notes and also on the website. Now, for a long time in the history of motorcycling, the sight of a woman on a motorcycle was usually that of her confined to the pillion or passenger position. And for the most part, was the perception of women on motorcycles. And despite the stories of women pioneers who blazed their own trails and broke the stereotype of women on motorcycles, women were still never considered riders, never considered the biker, but more so, as Hollywood have you believe, the biker chick, the old lady, or the leather-clad accessory. But thankfully, that has long since changed, and in the past 20 or more years, the number of women who own and ride their own bikes has increased dramatically, but still not enough. In a primarily male-dominated industry for years, more and more women and women's organizations are becoming the norm and making a name for themselves, getting noticed, and making a difference for women who want to ride. Joining me tonight are two representatives from the Women's Coalition of Motorcyclists. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Motorcycle Man Podcast. This is episode 182, another interview episode here in the V-Twin Cafe. Joining me uh, from Oakland, California, and from... DP, where are you from? Where are you right now? New York City. You're in New York City. Wow, I got both yeah. coasts on the phone right now. This is awesome. 
Uh, from the Women's Coalition of Motorcyclists, DP, the chairman, and Ty Day, the vice chair. How are you doing, girls? Wonderful. Thank you for doing having me. Doing good. Good. I'm glad you guys can make it. We contacted you, and I was very interested in what you're doing. And actually, you guys contacted me, I believe. I can't remember. Anyway, but I'm so glad to have you out because I don't get enough women on the show to talk about motorcycling. And I'm glad you're here and glad what you do. So tell you what, why don't you tell us who you are and what you do in the organization? All right. So I'm DP, uh, Dangerously Persistent, because I am. And I am the board chair for the Women's Coalition of Motorcyclists. Um, We spoke a little bit, but I'm a motorcyclist. I've been riding since 2006. Um, I have uh, an extensive background in the motorcycle community. I started off as a team leader for... um, the new, uh, a New York team leader for the PROC, which is now called the Professional Motorcycle Convention, Excellent. which has over 5,000 motorcycle, urban city motorcyclists that attend the convention each year. It's one of the largest urban motorcycle conventions in the United States. Mm-hmm. So team leader for that. And then for a short while, I was a chair for the safety and training committee for Harlem United Bikers Alliance in New York. And that's a small local uh, motorcycle alliance, and so I got some some experience there. And outside of motorcycling, I'm a professor of clinical laboratory science, and I do uh, I'm a scientist at a local college in my hometown. Wow! I'm speaking with a scientist. Yeah. Oh my god! Who rides motorcycles? <laughs> <laughs> what, more, what more could you ask for? Right? It's important <laughs> because a lot of people think motorcyclists are like you know. We get bad reps, and then when I, I understand, yeah, scientists are like, "What?" Well, see, when people listen to the motorcycle men, they understand that, <laughs> that big of the game, you know. But now that we have some brains on the show, this is going to be good for us. How about you, yeah. Ty? Hey, hey, guys. Um, my name is Ty Day. I'm the vice chair of uh, of the WCM, and I what I do is I just kind of. Uh, help DP and work with the committees and try to help uh, things not fall through the cracks. So um, I've been riding for about over 22 years. Ooh. I started out, um, oh, God, in 98, no, 90, 96. And I've been um, active at that time with the Women's um, Motorcycle Foundation. And I participated in a handful of their Pony Express rides and relays across country. And um I've done other fundraising endeavors with them since I'm um, 98. And um, I think you asked about like what we ride. And so I I think I told you that I rode a, a sprint. I was stepping down from a Triumph Sprint RS. And I have the smallest bike I've ever owned, which is a Kawasaki Ninja 4, 400 ABS. So having a lot of fun riding that. Wow. Why'd you get rid of the Triumph? It was, it had gotten too big for me. I don't know. Um, you know, the bike grew? I, I'm aging. The <laughs> bike grew. It just grew, and uh, and I had a hard and I had a hard time tippy toeing, you know, uh, touching yeah, my feet yeah, on the floor, on the on the ground. So I mean, I was already on my tiptoes, and then um, and now I was like really straining, so that I had to armor all my seat in order to slide to one <laughs> side or the other faster. <laughs> Are you a scientist too? I'm actually an instructional designer, and I work for a financial company. So, but no, I'm not a scientist. Oh, can I say boring? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> scientist sounds way cooler. <laughs> yeah, I'm an instructional designer. 
<laughs> DP, what do you ride? I uh, actually, I um, I own three motorcycles. Well, I just sold you one. Want, wait, hold. You own huh. three? I I owned three. You now owned own three. Two. Yeah, own yeah two. I. They were all Jixers. I had a Jixer, a 2002 Jixer uh, 750. I have a 2007 Jixer 1000. That's the one that I currently ride. Mm-hmm. And I just sold a Jixer 2006. You do know uh, that there are other th- types of motorcycles out there, right? <laughs> I know. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> so briefly, why don't you tell us about the Women's Coalition of Motorcyclists? Okay. You want to take this tie or me? Why don't you? Okay. I mean, you're, she's, you know, she's, she's our voice, man. <laughs> well, the Women's Coalition of Motorcyclists is a coalition of, it's, the coalition was a, a group of women that got together back in 2013, um, a dynamic group of women. And these group of women set out to create an organization that was going to increase the number of women riders, but also increase the visibility of women riders. Um, And just, you know, the founders of our organization was Sue Slate, which we mentioned before, and Jen Shear, who represents the Women's Motorcycle Foundation. Um, We had Jenny Levitz, I'm not sure if you're familiar with her. She's the CEO of Mad Maps out of California. Um, She creates maps of all the terrains and all the motorcyclists should um, ride out there. We had Chris Baldwin from the Women on Wheels, Maggie McNally, who's now the president of AMA, Becky Brown from the Women in the Wind, Women in the Wind. Um, We had Syl Salinas, who represented the Women's International Motorcycle Association, uh, USA. Diane Rumble um, from Motorcycle, uh, Motor Maids. Um, Yeah, he's like, I recognize one. (laughs) (laughs) Myself and a young lady named Karma, we was representing the pro convention at the time, and I was representing um, copperbike.com. It's my motorcycle motorcycle online. It's an online motorcycle classifieds website that I created for the safe buying and selling of secondhand motorcycles. And then, of course, Ty was representing uh, as well. Um, so we had this dynamic group of women that wanted to come together and not sever the ties with their motorcycle club, but to create an umbrella organization that will help garner um, more women in motorcycling and then also create uh, visibility. So that was what the Women's Coalition of Motorcyclists was and is right now. All right. Well, uh, Ty, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, no, not at all. I mean, I, I am also associated with the Women's Foundation, Motorcycle Foundation. Wow. And I was also um, part of a group called Short Bikers, the Short Bikers List, which was for vertically challenged um, riders. Really? And, uh, there really is an organization <laughs> about that, really? There was. I'm not sure if they're as active as they used to be. I used to administer that mailing list, but I that board, but I, I haven't in, the, in, in several years. So, I, think yeah. that, I think that needs to exist. I really okay. Cool. I, I, seriously, <laughs> no. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm, we kind of briefly touched on it, but what was the spark that was the 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 point where this organization needed to be created? Go ahead, DP. Okay, the WCM was established simply for the shared need to, you know have adequate representation and visibility for women in motorcycling. There was a call to action um, because women 
overall, they weren't getting the support and recognition that we needed in the industry. We weren't, we weren't getting the respect as consumers. Um, you know, motorcycling was a male-dominant sport. And oh, stop. I know. Can, can you believe it? Um, and women typically, when I got in the field in 2006, women were typically the backseat riders. And that's when we were known right. to, to be a passenger. And, you know, sometimes we were trophies and we were tokens to, to be um, slucked around. But we were more than that. We were actual bikers and we wanted to be recognized as motorcyclists. So this organization, seeing that there was a neglect from the industry, that we weren't seen as valuable consumers, when we go to, the, to, to, to stores to buy gear, we had to buy men's sizes. We had to buy men's gear and then size them down one. So when we went to events, we were swimming in the outfits. It was yeah. terrible. <laughs> and we didn't look appealing. Um, a lot of us want to look attractive just a little bit. Of course. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> just a little. I, I, try to, I try to look as, traffic as tra- attractive as I can, and it just doesn't work. But yeah, <laughs> it's just me. Yeah, look, although the, the numbers are... Uh, on the rise for women motorcyclists, it's not really apparent and not very visible in the marketplace. Now, is that a flaw of the industry? Uh, yes, it is a flaw. Um, and that's something that WCM is working um, toward. So previously, well, there's a transition. There's a shift going on right now. And I want to make sure that I speak to the shift. When I first started and the, the, the women that started way before me, like Ty, um, they, it was a major flaw. It was a huge flaw. But now we have a shift where we have some motorcycle manufacturers and some apparel um, mm-hmm. designers that's creating clothing for women now. Um, so, for example, Cycle Gear, which is one of WCM's initial sponsors, right. they created a... Um, uh, um, a contract with us and basically said for Women's Ride Month in uh, in 2016, um, mm-hmm. you'll get all the women to purchase our women-oriented or female-oriented apparel at mo- at the Cycle Gear or online, at the store or online. And we did such a phenomenal job of pushing the uh, our women to buy that they gave us $10,000 at the end of the month. Wow. Yeah, and they, they was gonna give us. They gave us four percent of the sales, and that totaled ten thousand dollars. That is nice. I know. We it have shows, power. Yeah, it goes to show the need that you know there is for women gear, um, women products. Um, you know, specifically designed for us, not the pink it and shrink it as we see in a lot of the in a lot of the in a lot of gear and clothing stores that we that we go into. Well, I think mm-hmm. you know a lot of the retailers. When you think of, like, say, Revzilla, for example, and you know, Bike Bandit, um, mm-hmm. and, and as you had mentioned, Cycle Gear, they have a, a broader, wider range of apparel that they can provide. Manufacturers, like, say, Harley Davidson, for example, in every Harley shop you go into, there's a section for clothing and there's a separate section for women, which is obviously a different type of apparel than you would find for sport bike riders, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what is what is the WCM doing uh, to change the retail and, and dealer mentality towards women riders? This, of course, is a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> really? we, th- this is where the work 
where the work needs to be needs to happen, right? So what WCM did is we created the coalition of at-large board members. And this is a dynamic group of individuals that makes up of 13 board members, and they serve as an extension of the WCM executive board. It's completely targeted to influence the women's segment of motor, the motorcycle industry. Now, these change makers, these 13 um, 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 passionate and, and driven um, females and, and males, if, if they are interested in helping the cause as well, uh, will help develop comprehensive guidelines in four key areas. The first area is the design of motorcycles fit and function for women. Uh, the design of apparel, again, fit and function for women. Um, working with dealerships to effectively sell motorcycle gear and accessories to women. And the fourth area is to train more women to be instructors because women who see other women ride, they're usually influenced and encouraged to ride as well. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Ty, you have yeah. anything to add to that? Well, um, I mean, it's, it's very true. We have to, we, um, we have, uh, we train women to ride proficiently. We have scholarships, which we might talk about later on. Mm -hmm. But it, it's very true that at least 45% of our um, CAB member, our coalition of at-large board members, will come from um, national or international women riding groups or the clubs. A portion of them, like 35%, will come from for-profit motorcycle-oriented businesses. <clears throat> and remaining, the remaining will be passionate, well-known individual riders who have demonstrated leadership in the motorcycle committee. So that means, Ted, you can become one of our um, CAB members as well. So. Oh, boy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so now in the cycling industry, I'm an avid cyclist. So in the cycling industry, uh, what they have developed a few years ago, I should say few, it's been a number of years now, they started developing women-specific bicycles. And women's specific clothing. Now we know that women's specific gear is is finally happened in the motorcycle industry. But the only thing that hasn't happened is women's specific designed motorcycles. Do you think that's something that needs to happen? First and foremost, I'm going to say absolutely yes, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but I understand that uh, manufacturers like to say that bikes are unisex. They mm -hmm. want to say that they're they're not gender specific. However, many of them are creating models um, that women are finding more conducive to purchase for their ride, their, their, their body type, their reach, etc. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of times, uh, especially before 2006, a lot of the, the, the models to test out the motorcycles were men. So that's why a lot of them were male oriented and fit the male the male body type right. but now we're starting to see a change in that there are some brands that's accommodating women um brands like kawasaki and and honda and bmw are creating motorcycles again not gender specific but they are catered to um they are favored by women because they have certain features sure like yeah and a lot of them are easily um 
um, uh, oh, customizable, like, you know, like the seats or you can get a lowering kit. Like um, we know that BMW had lowering kits. They've had them for years and years mm-hmm. and years. Um, um, and also, you know, we, we take like even saddle making companies like uh, custom saddles like Sargent or mm-hmm. Corbin, they'll, they'll customize the saddle um, for women. And, you know, they make the seats a little the more narrow so that the women aren't all splayed out for somebody who's v- vertically challenged like myself mm-hmm. can ride a larger bike, a taller bike, instead of having to tiptoe and armor all our seats. And um, But um, what's also really nice is that a lot of the manufacturers are importing smaller displacement bikes into the U.S., like Kawasaki, uh, BMW, just what they just imported the 310 models um, last year. So it's, it's, it's looking up. It's looking up. Well, I just want to add something. Um, you know, women... When we ride motorcycles, the issue that we have is our reach, right? Course, we have short limbs, you know, so reaching over to to get the, the handlebars or the foot pegs is sometimes challenging for us. Well, Kawasaki has been doing a very aggressive um, campaign to provide motorcycles for women with the, with the, the they just released, we was at the motorcycle show in New York City in um, uh, late uh, November, early December, and they had the Vulcan 650. Uh, yes, and that, I was there. I saw it. <laughs> it was an awesome bike. And, it, you know, the reachability for women was very comfortable. It's a very comfortable bike and, and offers a very comfortable ride. So I think the motorcycle manufacturers are doing something for women. They're just not saying this is a woman's bike. Right. I understand. I, I think saying that they have more women-specific of designs available might be to their benefits, though. I agree. I agree. But they also said that I, I was speaking with a, another colleague in motorcycling earlier today, and she said, well, one of the issues is that some shorter men can find comfort in a Vulcan 650. So not necessarily just women, but men who are short the, um, less than five five can 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 appreciate that bike as well. Sure, absolutely. I, things like mostly like things like saddles, for example. I think seats definitely need to be separated in design for men and for women. Absolutely, I agree. This, this, the hard seats you guys ride is just uncomfortable. <laughs> oh no, no, not my seat. My seat is nice and cushy. <laughs> I, I gotta have nice and cushy. You know. None of that, none of that stiff, hard stuff for me. No. <laughs> so, how has the coalition helped women getting to, in getting the proper training to ride? I don't know if you want to take that tie or me. Oh, I can, I can start on it, and, okay. and please add on. So, we've, um, so what we've done is we've offered scholarships to young, to to girls and to women who, and we've sent them to like Shalina Morita's um, dirt bike camp in Petaluma, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sent one to, um, she had a camp in Indiana, and we sent um, somebody there as well. Um, one year we partnered with the Big Apple School in um, in New York, mm-hmm. and so that was with Diane Ortiz, and we offered six basic rider courses, and um, four advanced rider courses to those who knew how to ride, wow. and um, and that was that was a um, that was a really fun scholarship to um, to be part of. Um, we've also partnered with Class Reg Pridmore School um, in California, and we provided opportunities for women to advance their street riding skills as well as um, we're thinking we're hoping to do like track as well. 
So women-focused training courses are ideal for those who are intimidated to learn um, among women. So that's why we, uh, Ridge Predmore had, um, for the class class, we send them to an all-female riding school. So some t- some women are a little, I don't know, We some, some women get a little intimidated by being around guys. There's a lot of testosterone being tossed around, right. you know, so it's, it's, it's kind of, it, it makes it more... All. I know. I, I know that's just a once in a lifetime thing, that's but right. it's a, <laughs> but it does happen, and so um, it helps seeing other women coach is motivating as well. So that's why we have been offering and will be offering train the trainer classes and scholarships as well. So it's it's important to offer um, a female, um, offer them um, motorcycle courses periodically throughout the year. So we we're trying to do that. Great. DP, anything else? Did I? I think you hit everything. I mean, um, uh, no, I think you, I think you hit everything. (laughs) Thank you. Well, speaking about the training, just two things you touched on briefly, the scholarships and the training, but with regard to training, do you think more training centers should offer training specifically for women and only women? Yes. Well, yes. Yes. So what you're saying is yes. Because some women they want they want a diverse class, but there's some that feel comfortable only in a female oriented class. So it should be both. It shouldn't only be female only, but there should be. If they're doing twelve classes, four of the classes should be female oriented. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. This way, it accommodates the women that feel comfortable riding with men and learning with men and then have a small group for women, for women that are intimidated by men and really would just rather be with other women. And if they, they fall or whatever the case may be, it's amongst themselves. Understood. Now tell us about the scholarships that you're offering for members. We offer a series of, of, of scholarships. Uh, we have three basic scholarships, a uh, basic rider scholarship, advanced rider scholarship, and trainer-trainer scholarship. The basic rider scholarship basically um, helps a woman who has a permit and gets them into a motorcycle safety school. We pay for the motorcycle safety school and they get their license. So that's how we're increasing the number of, of women riders. The advanced rider scholarship is for women that already have a license, but they need to brush up on their skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we send them to an, um, a motorcycle safety course and they brush up their, their skills from there. The trainer's trainer scholarship is something that we're doing that helps us to take these women that have been riding for years, want to get in the saddle in terms of instruction. We provide them a scholarship to become a trainer and they then become a trainer oh, after they go. take the test. So currently... We have a scholarship with Tamala Rich. We have a work. We have two um, scholarships brewing right now with um, the Women's Motorcycle Foundation. That's with Sue Slate and Jen Share. And we also have um, a, a, a train the trainer scholarship brewing with the Michigan the Michigan's Office of Safety and Highway Planning. Nice. Uh, I know that's with the entire state of Michigan in which they want to increase the number of instru- motorcycle instructors and they specifically want to increase the number of female instructors. Right. So exciting. That's awesome. Nice. That's really nice. Uh, yeah. 
Well, and it's, it's, you, you mentioned uh, uh, Tamala Rich. How has that uh, partnership uh, with the author uh, helped the coalition? Well, it's, it's um, well, it absolutely brought us to, to you guys, right? I think that's how you heard of us was through this um, scholarship. And um, partnering with Tamla has given us more visibility and engagement within the female motorcycle crowd, for sure. Mm-hmm. We have in the past partnered with other riders and trainers. And um, like I said earlier, we partnered with Diane Ortiz at Big, um, Big Apple Motorcycle. Um, we've actually um, been partnered with um, Aaron Hunter-Sills and Shalina Morita, who are racers. Um, they've been supporters of ours from the beginning. We've also partnered with Portia Taylor of Black Girls Ride, mm-hmm. and um, and they've been they've been huge supporters of us from the beginning as well. Mm-hmm. And so we also have the support of some of the largest um, women motorcycle clubs in the states, like you know Women in the Wind, Women on Wheels, Motor Maids, and I'm sure I'm missing a whole bunch. So please forgive me, but our supporters and mem- members make it happen for us. It's it's fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. now, with regard to this, this I know this wasn't on the list of questions I was going to ask you, but uh, with regard to motorcycle rallies and motorcycle events, is the WCM uh, ever going to have a, or is there a presence at any of these events? Oh, the motorcycle events, like the International Motorcycle right, Show, the IMS and the AIM uh, uh, show, which is coming up. Well, I should say coming up, which is going to be in uh, Columbus again this year uh events like that are are you guys going to try to create some sort of presence there so we do go to the ims show every year Mm -hmm. and we have a booth and that's how we found out about motorcycle men someone from harley davison came over to our booth and said i want more women to ride bikes and i want them to come to my shop and you need to get on motorcycle men podcast (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, I, I, I have an idea who might, that might have been. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, absolutely. So we do have a presence there. We've um, done um, a multiple presentations at the AIM Expo. Oh, we, had our, we had our industry liaison at the last AIM, ex, uh, AIM Expo. She, that's Lisa Melanchowski. Um, she was at the last AIM Expo. I presented um, at the previous AIM Expo. Um, we've also presented at the pro convention, um, and we're making sure that we present at the 2020 pro convention. Um, so uh, our, our women have been at um, what's that California um, event that you you all go to? Uh, is it um, West Coast, West Coast? Um, sports um, sports rally, sports running, bike rally, and the sports bike? Oh, and running the law—that's through on um, Black Girls Ride. Yes. Yes, so we have had presence at those events, but eventually we want to make sh- we want to create a coalition where we can bring in, you know, an annual coalition. We can bring in some females and and talk about women in riding and have motorcycle manufacturers there so that they can test out motorcycles that specifically geared toward women and have a women apparel. So we're definitely going to grow into that um, that type of realm. What about the Things like Sturgis and Americade and Daytona and such. Yes, we've we've done um, Americade. I've done personally Americade. That's a great event, uh, ain't it? It's a large event. Yes. <laughs> it's just a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of great rides there. 
See, Ty has never never been there. I'm not. Oh, yes. not true, because she's in California. Yeah. Yes. So you need to come here to the East Coast and do Americade. I do. I do. You do. I do. You need to ride. It, it's hard. Yeah. I will. I will. I don't own a trailer, so yeah. I need no, to ride no, out no, there. no, no, no. You don't trailer. You <laughs> ride. You get on your bike and you leave and you ride over here. I agree. <laughs> I can ride from New York to Vegas. You can ride from California. Yes. Yes, indeed. I know I can. Of course. I, th- I think that, you know, you seeing you guys at uh, Americade would be really an awesome. In fact, even seeing you at like someplace like Sturgis, for example, or Myrtle Beach or Laconia, events like this, I think there needs to be a presence at these large motorcycle rallies. Yes, we agree with you. And we are, to meet that, we are expanding our membership and recruitment committee mm-hmm. uh, because we're all volunteers. So we're expanding those that committee so that we can have a regional person at each state so that they can set up tables for us. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we're looking for women to join. So if any, any, any of your listeners are women who ride and live in these wonderful states, they can definitely join WCM and we'll send them the supplies and materials and fly out there and meet them and we can do a booth and Get more women in the fold. Speaking of memberships, what type of memberships are you offering? We offer a series of memberships. Um, uh, we have the basic rider membership, which is a free membership for a year. So mm-hmm. people get to know us. Um, those that do get to know us, we have an individual membership that starts at $12 a year. And that's basically used to um, to to fund um, scholarships. Okay. We have the free package, the champion package the non-for-profit or motorcycle or uh, motorcycle club package which is a 60 dollar package that package is the to me is the most awesome package because it's for entire motorcycle clubs to be affiliated with the wcm they get uh, they they're able to apply to the coalition uh, of at large board members mm-hmm. and also when we bring in women who um, get, get a scholarship, like a basic rider scholarship, once we get them their license, they don't have nowhere to go. Right. This is why the motorcycle club membership is important, because whatever state they're from, I can then we can then funnel them to that particular female oriented motorcycle club where they get the female oriented motorcycle club could help them with things like buying a motorcycle testing out motorcycles that properly fit them, mm-hmm. uh, getting a apparel that is, 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 is works. Um, and other things that, you know, being in a, in a community on, in a network can facilitate and also writing because once we get them the license, they need to keep writing. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. the key right there. That's the key. So if somebody wants to join uh, the WCM, what do they need to do? They need to check out our website at WCM2020.org. <laughs> we're also on, and for and for a limited time, you can get two for one. No, I'm just sorry. Um, really? You can also like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Women's Coalition of Motorcyclists. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter, you know, at WCM2020. Um, and we have a lot of, you know, we have active community um committees and we're looking for members and um um, members for those committees if they want to help with organization and um you know just to become involved i think it's 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 a lot of fun we're not 
we're not all boring like me, but we're all fun like like DP. So. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever ever had a guy submit an application? Yes. Yeah, really. Yeah. Did you tell him though, to hit the road? Are you saying the like, cab? So, yeah, somebody tried to sign up. So you ever have a guy try to sign up? Like get a basic or an individual membership? Yeah, we have men who have a really? basic membership. Yeah. Really? Because they're supporting their wives. Oh, uh, oh. You sure uh, that's what they're doing? And they're not just trying to just, just faking their way in? Hey, we accept, <laughs> we're, listen, we accept men, women, everybody. Excellent. And you, any kind, and, th- and it doesn't matter what kind of motorcycle they ride either, right? As long as it has two wheels. Oh, no, oh now we have to change because a motorcycle in some states is considered a three-wheeler. Yeah. Well, that's, that's okay. Yeah, three wheels are okay. You know. So as long as they have three wheels or less. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. We have to, that, that's three wheels and handlebars. And, oh, three and, wheels and, and handlebars. And, yeah. and no seatbelts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that I'm singling out any particular type of vehicle whatsoever, Slingshot. So, <laughs> And by saying handlebars, we're also including sidecar rigs as well. Exactly, so, yeah. of course. Yeah. Sidecar rigs yeah. are awesome. Have you guys ever ridden yes. a sidecar rig? Yes, yes. Yeah. I've actually took, I actually took the, um, there's a program in, in Seattle or in, in, um, or in Washington State that does uh um, sidecar operators training, and so I did that, and that was no so fun. Are yeah, you going to yeah. get? Are you going to get yourself a URL? Oh, I'd love to, especially yeah. the UN, the UN version that has the you know the gun, <laughs> the gun turret on the sidecar. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they're going to allow that on the roads. That might be oh, a problem. Darn. Okay. Yeah, hey, no ra- road rage for me, man. Oh. But uh... <laughs> now, have you ever? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing stuff. We're pretty much done with all the questions. I'm just throwing stuff out there now. Have you ever, like, done a poll as to see what types of motorcycles your women ride? Oh, way, when, when somebody signs up, does it ask them what type of motorcycle? No, it doesn't. It doesn't ask them what type of motorcycle they ride. You got to put that on there. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. Well, we do ask them what type of style they ride. Don't we? Like, are they into street or dirt? Or am I thinking of another form, DP? That's the scholarships. The scholarships. Oh, okay, that's for scholarships. Oh, okay. Right? okay. And they have to tell us the year, they make the model, and then they have to tell us if the street sport with their with their experiences in terms of street sport and track. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter what kind of bike they ride, right? No, as long as it's a motorcycle. As long as it's a motorcycle, all motorcycles are, they're just fine. It doesn't matter. There isn't anyone. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. They're all It doesn't matter. They're unless all great. they have a seat belt. Probably didn't. <laughs> We got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think you, Ty, you already kind of answered this, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. How can people learn more about the WCM and how can they help and or get involved? Yeah, so I'm just going to piggyback off what Ty said. Um, we we definitely need butts and seats. We definitely need women who are passionate, who are dedicated, um, who have skills and talent that they're willing to share. Um, three to eight hours of volunteer um, hours a month. Um, we're looking for women to help out with recruitment and membership. We're looking for women that can help out with marketing. Um, anybody that has grant um, experience writing grants, um, scholarships, working with motorcycle schools, um, track, 
we're definitely looking for track um, people that have experience on the track. Um, so to get involved, they just go right over to our website, WCM2020.org, and they can, you know, uh, on our website, they'll have everything there in terms of getting into a committee and, and signing up to a membership. And plus, once you get into our website and you sign up, even if it's at the basic level, you're going to get all of our emails. So, and, and I, t- I make sure that we, we email you. We will email everybody. Excellent. <laughs> uh, and you get our newsletter as well. Oh, yes, and a newsletter, of course. Now, you send that anytime somebody joins, they get the newsletter every month? Uh, every We send out a newsletter every quarter. Every quarter? Yes. That's unacceptable. You have to do it every month. Come <laughs> on. Got we need more volunteers for that. <laughs> Ted, you can be on our newsletter committee then. I'm, I'm, I'm busy that day. So. Oh. <laughs> um, now, suppose a, a company or an organization wants to... Uh, partner with you guys or be a sponsor what what do they need to do just contact you flat out first and foremost they should contact either myself uh dp the chair at at chair at wcm2020.org or our um, industry liaison who is lisa melinkowski and that's an industry liaison at wcm2020.org we have contracts that um we can uh, negotiate with a sponsor to figure out, you know, the terms and, and in terms of what we're going to do and what they're mm-hmm. going to do. Um, and sim- we, we like the contract we had with um, Cycle Gear. Um, we like to show our power and we like to prove that we have um, influence in the market. So we like things like that. Excellent. Uh, any last motorcycle encouraging words before I kick you off my phone? Oh, snap. Well, before Ty goes in, because I know she has some encouraging words, I just want to just say this last point. The WCM (laughs) is not about just creating riders. It's also about um, helping women to maintain riding and to continue riding. 2016, we did the Sister Centennial Ride with Elisa Clickinger, and we took women from Brooklyn, New York, and they rode all the way to... California. Nice. We're doing something again. We're going to do this women's suffrage ride of night of 2020. That's the 100th anniversary of the women's suffrage movement of 1920. And this time, instead of riding all around the country, we have nine locations that we, that Elisa Clickinger is, is, is spotting out. Women will meet at those locations and then ride into Washington, D.C., ideally. That's a tentative schedule. Mm-hmm. We're also working with the Women's, um, women's ra- ra- Rally Now. R- women's World rally. Relay. World Relay. Oh, okay, yes. yes, absolutely. So then you might know uh, <laughs> Liza Miller, who's one of the, uh, one of the sponsors. She, she actually has uh, the podcast, the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. Oh, ah, that was yeah. Get on, so we're going to reach out to her too. <laughs> Excellent. I'll let her know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but we want—I just wanted to make sure that everybody know knows that WCM women we ride. We we're ride supporting um, the Black Girl Ride that's leaving from California, New York, and two other locations, all riding to Essence Fest in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, all the rides we do are epic and they're safe. They're done in tandem. There's a road captain. 
and we this all planned out. So anytime we participate in a ride and we sponsor a ride and put our name on a ride, it's, it's going to be safe. So any woman that is looking for someone to ride with, get in contact with us. Excellent. All right. Di, your turn. So my last words, encouraging words is get out there and ride. <laughs> you know, don't, you know, for women, don't listen to the fear mongers. Don't listen to your mom or your dad when they're talked about, you know, oh, that's too dangerous for you. Um, you know, they, they think about everything is, is very high risk and, and it's not without risk. But if you learn how to ride safely, um, you know that you're invisible, um, you wear good gear, you just go out and do it and ride. And you'll see um, it open doors to great things happening to you and you get and you meet the most wonderful people and um, see the most beautiful views. Absolutely. The motorcycle community is the best community available out there. Everybody's willing to help each other, and everybody's just, just nice. You know, it's a yes. special way. Um, well, ladies, I want to thank you very much for joining me here on the podcast. This is actually a wonderful thing that you guys are doing, and I encourage all women to contact WCM and go to the website and learn all you can and get involved and get out there and ride, too. Yeah. Thanks, Ted. Thank you for having Thanks, us. Ted. Thank you very much for being on the show. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining me and DP and Ty Day here on the Motorcycle Men podcast. To learn more about the Women's Coalition of Motorcyclists, go to their website at www.wcm2020.org. This link and others mentioned in the show will be on the website and as well as in the show notes. You can see that at MotorcycleMen.us. And don't forget to check out our fellow podcasters, YouTubers, bloggers, vloggers, whose links you will find on our links page. All of these media outlets and many more out there do great things to promote and encourage our sport and passion. Also, don't forget to check out the Motorcycle Men YouTube channel. The new Ted Shed build series is happening there, as well as our studio episodes and interview episodes. It's slow going, but it's getting there, and slowly but surely we'll have more and more episodes and more things going on on the YouTube channel. But check it out. Uh, links will be in the show notes, and also links are on the website. So, from Timbuktu, Chris the Joker, Justin Shoes, and me, Ted Wrongway, your host, thank you for listening. And remember, boys and girls, we say stupid crap so you don't have to. Enjoy your ride, kids. <laughs>